0: Ezra chapter 9, after these things had been done, the officials approached me and said, the people of Israel and the priests and the Levites have not separated themselves from the peoples of the land with their abominations, from the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Jebusites, the Ammonites, the Moabites, the Egyptians, and the Amorites, For they have taken some of their daughters to be wives for themselves and for their sons, so that the holy race has mixed itself with peoples of the land. And in this faithlessness, the hand of the officials and chief priests has been foremost. As soon as I heard this, I tore my garment and my cloak and pulled hair from my head and beard and sat appalled. Then all who trembled at the words... Of the God of Israel, because of the faithlessness of the returned exiles gathered around me, while I sat appalled until the evening sacrifice. <clears throat> After these things, Matthew Henry had, has pulled out a, a, a great comparison on on Ezra. At this moment, he said, it, "It's it's like Barnabas in chapter 11. Uh, you can you can read it there in in chap in chap Acts chapter eleven verse twenty three. He said that that Ezra when he entered at this time, when he when he returned to Jerusalem, to to Israel. What what have we seen up, up until that phrase or or you know the first? Sometimes you read a, a commentary or somebody will say it's it's Ezra nine. Verse 1a, the very first phrase of, 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 of chapter 9. Put yourself in, in Ezra's shoes. Pretend you haven't read the whole account, the whole story. That he's, he's returned to Jerusalem. He, he's, he's come. He was born in captivity. His parents were born in captivity. He's gone back. God put it on Ezra's heart to go back to Jerusalem. And, and he, he gets there and he sees the second temple, the, the new temple that they have rebuilt. Now, by now, it's, it's relatively old, at least, at least by our standards, it's 57 years old. But, but he sees it for the first time. And when they get there, they, they make sacrifices, burn offerings, just to be pleasing in the sight of, uh, of the Lord, that the aroma might, might please the Lord, that the burnt offering uh, signified submission to, to the Lord. They offered sin offerings for all of Israel. They've, they've done all these things. Matthew Henry compares it to, to Barnabas in chapter 11 of Acts where after Stephen was stoned in Acts... the the disciples, all of the believers and followers of Jesus scattered out from Jerusalem. And and some went to Antioch. And they began sharing the good news with the other Jews. But it said that some men of Cyprus and Cyrene shared with the Hellenists, the the Greek-speaking Gentiles. And many of them believed and it said that the hand of the Lord was with them. Sound familiar? That throughout Ezra, we've, we've read the hand of His God was upon Him. Many, many of them believed. And, and after word reached back to Jerusalem, that, that there were a lot of, of new converts in, in Antioch, just north of, of, of Judea in, in Syria, that the apostles sent Barnabas to, to Antioch to, to help nourish this new, uh, this, this new church, this new group of believers. And he said when Barnabas arrived there in, in, in Acts, Luke records that he arrived and saw the grace of God. He was glad and he exhorted them to faithfulness to the Lord. With, with steadfast purpose. It's, 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 prob- it's really close, almost exactly what Ezra had done. Ezra had gone back, and you can imagine the gladness that was in his heart. He saw the, the temple, and he saw the daily sacrifices that, that had, had once again begun, the morning sacrifice, the evening sacrifice, the, the sacrifice of the first, uh, of the new moon, and 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 all of the sacrifices that now they're able to to uh, to to perform for repentance, for atonement, but also just to to honor the Lord. And 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 Ezra had to have been just on a mountaintop there between Don and thee in verse one. You know, that, that he had been there and he, and he saw all of, all of the activity at the temple. After these things, after they had returned, the events of, uh, it, that were recorded there in, in chapter 8, they had, they had returned, they had counted all of the, the money. Remember, it was, uh, what, 23, 24 tons of gold and silver and other things that the Persians had given them to take back. Just, just a, a, a massive, huge offering to be used there in 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 worship at the at the temple, and they had they had sacrificed twelve bulls for all of Israel, ninety six rams, seventy seven lambs, and a sin offering of twelve male goats. They had done all of that, and 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 Ezra thinks, I'm I'm glad I returned. Sometimes we're, we're on a mountaintop. Sometimes it's, it's a little bit longer maybe than what Ezra had. Sometimes not as long. He said, but after, after all those things had been done, the officials came and approached me. Notice it's, it's first person. This is Ezra's account of what's happening to Ezra, that, that, that he writes these things down. So the, so the officials, the leaders, approach him, or some of the leaders, and he said, the people of Israel, that's everybody. Maybe not everybody, but, but a lot of them. The priests, the Levites, they have not separated themselves from the people of the land with their abominations. And, the, and then he lists these ancient foes of Israel. Many of them, the the ones that that the Israelites were supposed to drive out of the land when Joshua and and Israel entered the the promised land. But they have taken their daughters to be wives for themselves and sons. So the holy race has been mixed. And the leaders, the ones foremost in in, in this practice, are the officials and the chief men the ones that are supposed to be leading us, they are are doing this uh, first and foremost uh, above all of the people. Now, what is he talking about? I mean, specifically for Israel, it was the Israelites had moved back. And and remember, uh, before... Uh, Ezra returned, that first wave that came back with, with uh, Zerubbabel and Jeshua and, and, and Shesbazar, that, that the, the, the people living in the land had come and said, let us help you build. And they said, no, you don't worship God in the same way that we do. And, and, and in some cases, you don't worship the same God that we do, even though you claim to. And, and, and then they, they, they made them afraid. They uh, stopped the building of the temple for 16 years. And so they, 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 God sent Haggai and Zechariah, and the people got back on track, and they, they built the temple. Now, 57 years later, he, God has sent Ezra back. Like Ezra doesn't know what he's, what he's getting into, but he knows that God's sending him back there. And, and and everything seemed seemed good. Matthew Henry says that sometimes sin is not obvious. It's it's under the surface. That it's that it's in people's hearts or their attitudes, that it, that it's not this blatant march with a rainbow flag or whatever you wanna you, you wanna say that sometimes it's in 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 attitudes and and not as, as obvious. And so he says, they, they come to him and say, they have begun intermarrying with these other people. Is this a passage about intermarrying within races? Is that the way, right way to say it? No, it is not. What is the problem with what they are doing in, in Ezra's time? The beliefs, the, their their religion, the the gods that they serve, has Israel. That's what they did
1: before.
0: <laughs> exactly, that's what started the whole problem. And you go back to First Kings eleven one. If you talk about leaders who were doing this, First Kings eleven one through about six, the top leader at the time did this. A thousand times over, Solomon married many foreign wives and even began to, to worship and serve some of their gods. You know, perhaps, the, the, I mean, Solomon, the one who built the first temple, fell into the, in, into the same trap. So, it, so it's not a, a teaching on races should not intermarry or, or intermingle. It's, it's a teaching that the, the, the belief, the religion, the faith of the Israelites has to remain pure according to the, the law of Moses, what, what God has revealed. Who did God choose to send back as the leader of this second big group that returned to Israel? Ezra, who was he? He was a scribe and a priest what did he, how did, how was he described as far as what he did? Okay, I don't know how to ask the question. Here's how he was described. Remember, it said that he he studied the law, he did the law, and he taught the law. That God chose the perfect one to go back. Ezra not only knew the law, but, but the biggie is that He did it. He he did what the law said, and then he taught it to others. So so he comes in to to this situation, and and after, we don't know exactly how long it is. And when we get to chapter uh, 9, we're going to see the ninth month. They returned in the fifth month, so somewhere in between there. Uh, and how long does it take for this the events that are going to happen in chapter 10 but within the first 4 months this this big news comes out and 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 something that Ezra has to deal with how does he react how would he's a little bit upset he is really upset. <laughs> but what does he do? He tears his garments. He pulls his, as soon as I heard this, it wasn't like, he knew right away this is wrong, that, that we're allowing these Canaanites, Hittites, all of the acts to, to, we're giving our daughters to their sons. We're taking their daughters for our sons in marriage. And, and they are changing them, leading them astray. Was it wrong for Israel to allow Gentiles into their faith or worship? No. How do we know? Okay, go look back at Ezra six twenty one, when they when they were dedicating the temple, and it said, "And all those who who believed in the God of Israel." That is a very rough paraphrase, but but many of the local people had already seen what they had, and they abandoned their gods and they began worshiping uh, the God of Israel as well. So it's not, it's not a racial thing, and it's not a former religion thing. If someone was willing to believe in, in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and worship only Him as defined by the law of Moses, they could join in. So it wasn't this exclusive, oh, they don't have Jewish blood. It was, it was open to any. But apparently these who they have intermarried with did not abandon their former practices. And, and, and so these these leaders that come they're they're concerned, they're saying our officials, our chief priests, I mean our, our our chief men, the priests, the Levites, they have not done what Moses said. Ezra hears that. He tears his garment, his cloak, he pulls out the head the, the hair from his head and his beard. Now we don't I don't know that we, grieve or mourn in the same manner these days, um, which is probably a, you know, a, a, a good thing. But he 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 is totally moved by this. Says that he sat appalled. Were you appalled by anything this last week? I mean, you watch the news and and it's like But are we as appalled, or are we hardened, or jaded, or has it just inundated us so much that there they go again? And it's always them, there they go again, you know. But he is is appalled. You know, the
1: thing that occurred to me, just listening to what you're saying here, is how parallel we are today with what's going on there (laughs) and and this last week in particular I've been so furious over some of these events like I I watched a a video clip of a bunch of uh, Afghani uh, soldiers who were executed one at a time shot in the back of the head and i was just so enraged over this and i'm still furious but i don't know what to do
0: it's 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 truly amazing the parallels of something that happened 2500 years ago how people were and how people are you know those people so we really haven't changed that much. But the better news as we get through the chapter is God has not changed one bit. So he so Ezra sits appalled. Now look at who joins him. That that his his outrage, his his um being appalled at these things that he's seeing, that he's not the only one, but maybe he was the exact leader that Israel needed at the time. Okay, throw out the word maybe. You know, the Jews consider Ezra to be the second Moses, and God has sent him there, and, and they can, those who are faithful, can get behind him. Verse 4, then all who trembled at the words of the God of Israel because of the faithlessness of the returned exiles gathered around me while I sat appalled until the evening sacrifice. So, so there were others who maybe they didn't have uh, the, the, the position to voice this, but, but Ezra does, and he's there at the exact moment he needs to be there. That, that God sends one to turn the people back to Him. They, they had just spent 70 years in exile. Now it's, now it's closer to 80 years after they returned from the 70 years. So, 150 years before, they had been sent back, sent to exile. Now they've come back. Now they've been back in the land longer than they were in exile, and they're doing the same thing over again. But God is still faithful to redeem His people. It's like Corey's point this morning God protects His children. And in this case, he's, he's, he sends Ezra to, to be the, the means for doing this. He sat appalled until the evening sacrifice, verse 9. And at the evening sacrifice, I arose from my fasting with my garment and my cloak torn and fell upon my knees and spread out my hands to the Lord my God saying. And then there in the middle of verse, well, verse 6 and, and, and continuing on, we have Ezra's prayer the time of the evening sacrifice in, in the afternoon, 3 o'clock-ish. Anybody else have a big event happening? Anything else happen to someone else that we've studied recently at the time of the evening sacrifice? Okay, that was way out of the blue. Daniel chapter 9. Daniel... He, he reads Jeremiah and that God is going to send the people back to the land after 70 years. And he prays, and he, Daniel's prayer is much in the same fashion as, as Ezra's. And who came to answer Daniel's prayer in Daniel chapter 9? Okay, it was an angel, and it's an angel whose name we know. So that narrows it down to two, right? Okay, if you say Gabriel, raise your right hand. If you say Michael, raise your left hand. The right hands get it. Gabriel came and answered Daniel at the time of the evening sacrifice. It's just like, oh, that's kind of a interesting twist. Does does Ezra know that and and I think he he waited he he fasted, he tore his garments, he he grieved and he he mourned and then He prays. Let's look at his prayer, starting there in verse 6. Oh, my God, I am ashamed and blushed to lift my face to you, my God, for our iniquities have risen higher than our heads, and our guilt has mounted up to the heavens. From the days of our fathers to this day, we have been in great guilt, And for our iniquities, we, our kings and our priests, have been given into the hand of the kings of the lands, to the sword, to captivity, to plundering, and to utter shame as it is today. But now for a brief moment, favor has been shown by the Lord our God to leave us a remnant, to give us a secure hold within His holy place, that our God may brighten our eyes and grant us a little Reviving in our slavery. For we are slaves, yet our God has not forsaken us in our slavery, but has extended to us His steadfast love before the kings of Persia to grant us some reviving, to set up the house of our God, to repair its ruins, and to give us protection in Judea and Jerusalem. And now, O, o our God, what shall we say after this? For we have forsaken your commandments which you commanded by your servants, the prophets, saying, The land that you are entering to take possession of it is a land impure with the impurity of the peoples of the lands, with their abominations that have filled it from end to end with their uncleanness. Therefore, do not give your daughters to, to their sons, neither take their daughters for your sons, and never seek their peace or prosperity, that you may be strong and eat the good of the land. And leave it for an, in, for an inheritance to your children forever. And after all this has come upon us for our evil deeds and for our great guilt, seeing that you, our God, have punished us less than our iniquities deserve and have given us such a remnant as this, shall we break your commandments again and intermarry with the peoples with the peoples who practice these abominations would you not be angry with us until you consumed us so that there should be no remnant nor any escape o oh lord the god of israel you are just for we are left a remnant that has escaped as it is today behold we are before you in our guilt for none can stand before you because of this <clears throat> Some say there are four great prayers in in the Old Testament. It, it it would probably be hard to narrow it down, but but Solomon's prayer at the at the dedication, Daniel's prayer in in chapter nine, Nehemiah's prayer in chapter chapter nine of Nehemiah, and this one. Um, ooh, there's three of them in nines, and and this one in Ezra nine, that that. That, that the, the, the prophet, the man of God, whoever it is, pours out himself to the Lord and, and, and teaches us uh, really great theology within the prayer. Matthew Henry, uh, I guess I'm, I've got him stuck on the brain today. He says, sometimes prayer preaches. That doesn't mean when somebody finishes praying that they, preaching that they repray their prayer. I mean, repray Pray their sermon all over again, but but that sometimes prayer can can preach. There there was a a uh, a prayer by a minister. It's a, you can look it up online. Look up uh, prayer before the state congress in Kansas, and, and I, I may have mentioned it when we were looking at Daniel chapter nine. I don't, I don't remember, but that that preacher. So that during the prayer, and he says, you know, God, forgive us. We have done this. We have, we have, have, have aborted so many children. We have, and, and, he, and he, he gives the name, the phrase, we have, uh, in talking about homosexuality, he says, and we call it alternative lifestyle. But he said, and and they, the reports are that as he was praying that prayer, you could hear people walking out because they, they didn't agree. And Ezra's prayer is is much the same way that he says, "Our iniquities, that that you really haven't punished us with what we deserve," and 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 that's true of all of us. the The comparison is not with me and a coworker, my brother, any someone in here. the com- The comparison is, how am I? and compared to the most holy God, that He is holy and perfect and sinless, and we can't enter His presence except by the blood of Jesus that atones and covers all of our sins. Was Ezra guilty of these sins? No, but he he prayed much like Daniel did. He said, I'm ashamed and blushed for our iniquities he's he's praying kind of in a in a corporate sense i mean what do you make of that 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 daniel when he when daniel prayed this prayer of repentance in in daniel chapter 9 he he did the same thing do we think of sin in a corporate sense or or are we so individualistic that it's like well it's those people in Washington, those people in Austin, or, you know, pick your city. Those people across the street, those people in, you know, this church point in any direction, this people in this denomination. What What is the, is there a benefit or a, something that we can gain from this idea of this, Corporate sin. I don't necessarily have an answer. So if you have one, I'll write it down and next time we go through this, I'll... Yeah. I mean, Paul in 2 Corinthians says, a little leaven leavens the whole loaf. And, and, and in that specific passage, he's, he's talking about one who is in this uh, immoral lifestyle and, and the church just keeps him you know, in good standing. He says, you have to put him out. A little leaven. Leaven's the whole loaf, and, and, and leaven is sort of a, uh, for sin. And, uh, were you waving, or did you have a? Oh, right. You know, and, and so there, there is sort of a, an, an, an idea there, a, a teaching there that, you know, that you have to, you know, put sin out and and Ezra is is saying it's it's we as a people you know the the United States is not a covenant nation with God the church is God's covenant people now but the United States you know but we still don't want to throw it away you know that 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 we that we think of you know people coming here for religious freedom, and that, that it was, you know, one nation under God. And, and there is such a thing as, you know, uh, sins of a nation. Look at, look at how Rome ended up and, and other great empires and just the abominations that, that occurred there. But Ezra is saying, it's, it's, and how long have they done it? From the days of our fathers... This great guilt. Now he's going back before the exile. You know, to really you can go back to Israel in the wilderness after they left uh, Egypt. You know, when Moses is up on Mount Sinai, what are they doing down below? They're making a, a gold calf. So it's gone back that long. And, and if we're honest, our history is pretty much the same even though we think of the good old days when nobody did anything wrong, but there was, you know, certainly plenty of sinfulness and abominations, racism and whatever else, you know, in, in, in our past. But he, he pleads to God. He, he, had, he admits his sin. he says that, you know, right now, he, he's sort of appalled at just the timing of this. You have brought us back for a brief moment. Favor has been shown to us. And yet, what do we do? We throw it away. We begin doing the very things that, that our fathers were doing. But then what does he, what does he proclaim about God? In verse... 9, you have not forsaken us. That's a pretty good thing, right? I mean, if if God forsook us every time we sinned, how long ago would He have forsaken me? I mean, years and years and years ago. But 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 that we know from first John that he's he's faithful and just if we repent, we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive our sins. And he says that that you haven't forsaken us, you've you've extended your steadfast love before the kings of Persia and granted us reviving in in, in this house. And he says, "What can we say? What? How can we? How can we view this? What? What? What can we say? What can we do after this?" I think. I think Ezra is is totally broken by the sins of the nation. He says, "We've we've forsaken all of you know your commandments, what you told." what moses told us thus says the lord looking in deuteronomy 7 about these nations they're not supposed don't don't make covenants with them don't make treaties or agreements with them don't marry their their daughters or give your sons to to their daughters and he finishes with O Lord the God of Israel you are just for we are left a remnant that has escaped as it is today behold we are before you in our guilt for none can stand before you because of this Ezra is is totally grieved over the sin The nation. I mean, it is a it's a great sorrow that that he is that he is that he is pouring out to God on behalf of the the nation, on behalf of, of of his people. Is it a Baptist thing or a 21st century American thing? That are we grieved over sin? Whose sin should we be most grieved over? Our, our own. I mean, sometimes it's easy to be grieved at, you know, certain other parts of the world, the Taliban, other other extremists like that other parts of, of the nation, the things that go on in, in San Francisco or New Orleans or, or Washington or wherever, that, that maybe we're semi-grieved for that. But, but I think our, our attitude of hating sin has to start with what's in my heart. You know, Do I hate other people? Do do I What are the two greatest commandments? Do I love the Lord my God with all my heart, soul, strength? Do I love my neighbor as myself? I mean it's it's I don't think we have to look too hard to 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 find sin in our own in our own lives. That that we need to. How much does sin grieve God? Even more than Ezra. Even more than Daniel. That it grieved him enough that that this these people men and women, boys and girls that were created in His own image and they sinned. And in order to redeem them, He sent His own Son, His unique Son, to atone for their their sins. And there's no other way that it grieved God that much that He sacrificed His only Son to pay for their their sins. And, And just like Ezra says, You've punished us less than our iniquities deserve. That because of the, the sacrifice of Jesus, we won't be punished like our iniquities deserve if we believe in Him and, and receive Him as our Savior. Any, any, give me your observations. It's 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 a prayer I think we can we can look at and see his 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 attitude. He fell on his knees, he spread his hands out to the Lord, you know, one of one of submission and 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 just um dependence upon God. And 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 he confessed his his sins and he and he 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 also magnified the greatness of 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 God, saying, You are just and 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 we're undone. Okay, we'll finish as we'll see the results of this. You know, chapter ten. While Ezra prayed and made confession, a great assembly was was gathered. We'll, we'll see the the results. And and then. Chapter 10, the book just kind of ends. It just kind of, there's no, you know, it just kind of ends. Anything else? Uh, We're talking
1: about these people. We get so mad seeing what's happening. Texting several of us, mainly my brother who lives out on the old place, about all these bad things that are going on. And he was saying, You know what the Bible tells us to pray? We're supposed to pray for Pelosi and Biden and Kamala. Kind of, do I want to pray for those people? It's hard. It really is. It's hard for me. But you know, again, that's where we're supposed to let the Holy Spirit take control of us. But it, it makes me want to make an attempt to uh, to see if, uh, as it states in the Book of Revelation, it makes me want to see if they are capable of recovering from the headwind. That's, that's truly the way that I feel. I'm, and that's why I say I don't know I don't know what to do. I'm, uh, I, I, in some cases, I feel like an islander. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I completely understand what you're saying about all of this. <clears throat> but though I'm a Christian I've accepted Christ as my Savior. There's so many things that are inside the confines of this book that that I find so conflicting and I feel like I I know that I'm talking I'm rambling talking in circles here but But um, where I feel conflicted is that I'm told by everyone of faith, all you have to do is just believe that Christ died for your sins. Okay, wonderful. But one of the one of the things that we're tasked with doing in that belief is repentance. We're all sinners, and we all fall short of, of, the, of God's kingdom, but all we got to do is believe and accept. But you got to repent. And There's not a single one of us in here who can honestly say that we've completely repented. Correct or no?
0: I repent over the same things over and over, you know. <clears throat> And so it's, it's, you know, for some reason, God's plan, we're still in this, this body, you know, this sinful body and this sinful world. So we, we continue
1: Doesn't repent mean to turn away?